0: hello okay we're on (laughs) for those of you who don't know me uh, my name is Jill Um, All right. so as a church, our mission is to help people become and grow into mature mature disciples of Christ. Um, We believe disciples should seek God, belong to community, and serve the world. Seek, belong, and serve. Um, Welcome to any new guests who have been here for the first time, whether in person or online. If this is your first time here, um, we would like to give you an Oasis Oasis coffee mug. They're pretty cool. They're on the back over there. and if this is your first time online, please let us know by filling out our connection card in the Connect With Us tab on our website, Celebrate the Journey. And you can find the connections cards on the center back table over there. Um, we don't ask for the information to pass through you too much, but provide you with some important information about Oasis. And sign up to receive a weekly email with a link to our newsletter or you can text the keyword newsletter to the number on the screen. This email is the best way to keep us on date on all that's going on at Oasis. And the prayer box in the back table to my right, over there, (laughs) Um, with write your prayer needed on the cards provided and drop it in the box. Each week, we have a dedicated group of people who are committed to praying over those needs. If you would like to be contacted by someone who will pray with you, please provide your name and your phone number, and someone will reach out to you. Unless otherwise noted, everything written on those cards or online will be held in the strictest of confidence. If you need prayer today, there will be both men and women available after the service to pray with you at the cross. If God has spoken to you at all, if God has spoken to you about something you heard in the sermon, or if you want slash need prayer, all are welcome to prayer with us. Um, speaking of that, we gather for community prayer in the sanctuary on the first Tuesday of every month um, at 7 p.m. It's a great opportunity to build community as well as experience in the power and presence of God together. And our next community prayer will be August 3rd, which I think is next week. Um, we believe supporting the local church through our giving of tithes and offerings are biblical truths. Whether you are here in sanctuary or sitting at home, if you are here with us, there is a door box on the wall to the back doors right over there um, where you could put your tithes and offerings. If you are at home, you can mail your tithes and offerings to the church office or go to the gift tab on our website. This month, there are two Bible studies of the month from Right Now Media, one for men and one for women. For men, we are offering Fight Winning the Battles That Matter Most by Craig. I cannot pronounce that last name, sorry. <laughs> for women, this month's offering is Brave Enough by Nicole Eunice. You- and that is it.
1: <laughs> we don't help mature disciples we help mature them. That was good, Bean, that was good, I like that. All right, how are you all doing today? Good, 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 good. good. Wanna hear a funny story? Is that Betsy? Oh. Vera, behave. I know where you live. Let me just, Father, uh, I pray this morning that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, my Rock, and my Redeemer. Amen. So funny story. Last week, um, so let's say last Sunday, so maybe Thursday, Friday. You ever, you ever get that? Um, you kind of, you kind of get this funk that comes over you, you know, and it just feel like. Ugh. And, and, and sometimes when it comes over me, um, I just feel, ugh, and, and, and I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I don't even want to be a Christian sometimes anymore, and, and I don't want to, and I don't want to, and wham, wham, me, me. And, and so I, I was kind of in that place. Now, I am not a, um, a devil-behind-every-door kind of guy. What I mean by that is like if I go to stop and shop and I miss the sale of bananas, I don't think demons have have cursed me in some way because I've missed the sale on bananas. So so last week, you know, and, 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 and I'm feeling this way and it doesn't occur to me that I am preaching the next five or four weeks on spiritual battle. Because, I mean, it's spiritual for a pastor, for anybody who preaches, anybody who stands up here and preaches at the spiritual battle every single week. When you bring the word of God as best you can, it's a spiritual battle. But I'm not all i am not all caught up, and I don't worry about that anymore. I've been doing this for a while, so I, I, I know the authority that's been given to me. But anyway, so Sunday comes, and I'm still in the funk. I'm sitting over there in the corner, and I'm sitting there, and I'm st- like, God, what is going on? I can't worship. I can't lift my hands. I'm like, I'm trying, but they feel like they're weighty. And, 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 he, and he goes tenderly he says my stupid bald son do you not recognize spiritual warfare and i went ah. and i sat there and i knew what i had to do i was to come up here and i was to ask you all to pray for me for that spirit of heaviness to be lifted that was the plan from there to here When I got up here, I heard in my brain, I heard the words, don't make it about you. It's not about you. Just preach. And so I proceeded to preach the message last week. I felt so disjointed. I felt that the entire time I was preaching to you, I felt as if I was wandering around the parking lot with a basket full of groceries looking for my car, only to recognize that I had my wife's car the whole time that's what it felt like and I thought oh my goodness I don't know if if that just worked out that way because of my my pridefulness or God wanted to show you say hey this is the subtlety of the battle that we're in the battle for our minds I knew in that corner what I had to do I got up here what three seconds and already it said don't make this about you it's about them just preach and I decided not to ask for prayer and I think personally, and I don't, I'm not looking for, oh, don't, don't, I'm not looking for any sympathy. I'm not looking for, I think, I felt in my spirit as I was bringing that message. It was probably one of the worst deliveries I've ever given because I felt wandering around. The battle we are in is real and it's moment by moment And there. The attacks are custom tailored right to you so he knows what buttons to push he knows how to trap us in 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 our own brain in our own thoughts in our own in our own yuck and that's why we need each other it's why we need the church paul paul gets it paul knows this he knows that this this war is 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 an unseen battle but and it's being played out in heavenly places but yet there's the manifestation of the reality here in in our physical relationships in in everything the battle is 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 raging and paul is going to set up and go how do we fight this battle and he pictures a roman soldier and all of the gear that a Roman soldier would have on. There's seven things he kind of calls out. You know, uh, belts and and breastplate and, and and shoes and and he adds one more to it, a seventh thing, prayer. <laughs> Funny how the tag on was the one I could have really used last week. So let's let's just read last week's passage. So uh, this is where we are, the spiritual battle. Um, Ephesians 6, Finally be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. The battle that we are facing is not the people that are around us. It's not the politicians that are around us. It's not the other side of the aisle. this side of the aisle the battle that we are facing right now as christians and the church is a spiritual battle spiritual darkness manifesting itself in our present reality and it's time that we take the weapons of warfare that have been given to us by god himself that we would fight this battle on the terms it needs to be fought on our brothers, our, our friends, our family who hold different opinions from us. They're not the enemy. We know who the enemy is. The enemy lives there. Our battle is there. And now Paul's gonna Paul's gonna tell us about this battle. Alright, this is starting to. If you would just give me one moment to make a quick adjustment. Look like you have a choice can you uh, tell them I'm a little busy and take a message, thank you. Oh, never mind. He says, here's step one of the battle. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm. Paul tells us, you don't put on just a little bit of armor. You don't just take one, one attribute of whatever you need to go into to battle. No, no warrior would go into battle half dressed, half prepared. Paul says, put everything on. Everything needs to go on to fight this battle. And when you put everything on, you will be able to stand firm in the days of evil. Stand firm, not, not allow yourself to be pushed over, not, uh, and having done all this battle needs to be fought. We have a responsibility in the fight. We have to move. We have to engage. We have to be on the offensive and not always play defense. The church has played defense way too long. We've lost ground because we're playing defense way too long. We're always we're always quick to gonna unpack what these weapons of warfare what they really are. First, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. When the soldier tightened up his uniform and he had all his gear on. The belt was the thing that keeps everything in place, and he would take his his tunic, which is a long undergarment, and he would kind of cinch it up so so it was it was short and it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't uh, mess him up as he charged into battle. It also it also fastened the sword in place to make sure that it was there at the ready. Imagine imagine the belt as being a, like a um, a football player on the sidelines puts in his mouthpiece puts on the helmet checks the pads and runs out in the field this is kind of what the belt put on the belt was the last piece the belt was like boom here we go battle is about to take place and for paul truth acts in the very same way as the belt that thing that keeps everything in place it keeps our spiritual armor in place it protects us when we're doing battle now you might be thinking well what is this what is this truth that paul speaks of well i believe that it is the truth of the word of god this book is the truth that paul was getting to god's word is the truth In John chapter 17, Jesus is praying for us and he's praying to the Father and he says, Father, sanctify them in the truth. And then he says, your word is truth. Your word is truth. The truth that Paul is talking about is God's word. Now, here's where it gets a little sporty for us as the church. There's something called objective truth. And what objective truth is, it, does, it doesn't matter what you believe, Objective objective truth. It doesn't matter how you feel, it's true. I'll give you an example, I've used this example. I feel, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Sometimes I think about it night and day. And I have no idea how the rest of the song goes. But anyway, so I am at the edge of this building. And I believe if I flap my wings, my arms hard enough, I'm going to step off this building. I'm going to fly. And there I am up there whacking. My arms are flapping. And I take a step. And guess what? I'm going to fall right to the ground. Because it doesn't matter what I believe. There's an objective, objective truth called gravity. And I'm going to fall. Same with the word of God. It doesn't matter what people believe. It doesn't matter if they don't believe it. It's truth. This is the truth that we are to to live by. So there's an objective truth about God, about us. There's an objective truth about our past, our present, and our future. And this truth doesn't depend on anything but God. And unless we know it, the truth, unless we engage it, we have absolutely no chance in this battle. Unless we tighten all of our other weapons up with God's truth, with God's word, man, we're we're in trouble. The men and women who were the warriors for Christ were men and women of the word. It was said that martin luther uh, depending on who you read either he memorized the entire bible or he memorized most of the bible in latin john wesley who said that he memorized the entire new testament in greek and we complain about learning the versitude once a month if you want to be effective in this battle we have to know the Word of God. We have to be in this Word. There's a, a new study. 35% are in the Word of God every day. That's it. It's a horrible statistic because this is this is the beginning of of, of the battle. How can you fight an enemy unless you um, unless you know who that enemy is? And the enemy is it, we know who the enemy is because of the truth of God. This is what Jesus would say. So jesus said to the jews who hey, had believed in him if you abide in my word meaning if you stay in it if it's consistently you're consistently in it you're not letting it go too far away from you. you're holding on to it you're pulling it toward you if you abide in my word you are truly my disciples disciples aren't people who just show up to church on a sunday morning disciples aren't people who even show up to a bible study once in a while disciples odds truth and then freedom comes And once you have this this truth, we're free. But it's important that that, that we understand that this truth has to manifest itself in our lives. I mean, if this is really true, if we believe this is true, then it should should change the way we're living, it should change the way we speak, It it should change everything about us. The truth of God has to manifest itself in the lives of his followers. We combat the darkness with light. We combat lies with his truth. It's not my truth. It's not your truth, the truth, God's truth. I want to be careful. Um, It seems in our culture, in our society today, that um, we have a a somewhat of an inability to make um, moral distinctions of of right and wrong, good and evil. Chuck Colson, in uh, 1985, he he wrote a book called Who Speaks for God, and in it, and and I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going to make sure I know my notes here. in, in that book, he writes this, uh, and again, paraphrased, really bad. A culture that has fallen into an uh, inability to make these moral distinctions is a culture where words begin to lose their meaning. Or those words are manipulated to kind of obscure their meanings. And so he he gave some examples. Um, Taxes are now now called revenue assessment enhancements. Um, The the killing of the unborn is called uh, freedom of choice. He wrote this in 1985. And now today, what do we see? We no longer have moms. We have birthing people. And I can be a he, a they, a zeer, whatever I want we are losing the meaning of words we have redefined horrible things in our culture like like racism and white supremacy and we just throw those disgusting terms at people that we don't like well they don't they don't follow my opinion racist white supremacist misogynist xenophobic all these terms that we just we just they're disgusting terms that we just throw out against people then Colson would go on to write, he he said that when, when words lose their meaning, when the basic tenets of truth become, and this is a quote, become saturated with a lie, when the basic tenets of truth become saturated with a lie, then it is nearly impossible for the word of God to be received. The things of God And the grace of God has become just a a laughing matter, just a a byproduct of some past traditions in our culture. It seems everyone points the accusing finger at the other person. Fake news, that's all we hear. This fake news, that fake news, and it's both sides of the aisle. I don't... I'm an equal opportunity offender. It also feels for me that 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 our culture, our culture is becoming very subjective, meaning it's all about feelings. That's what it's what I want, it's what you want, it's what they want, it's what that group wants, what's that it's that that group's truth, this group's truth. The objective truth of the word of God has to work itself out in our lives, or we will not be able to shine in the darkness this is light and when this is here then the light comes out without this there's no light in this truth has to be a priority even in chapter 4 of ephesians paul would say that that we're to tell the tell the truth to one another because we're, we're part of each other truth is so important And those who don't know the truth will walk in darkness and will lose the battle. But those who will walk in the truth, walk in the word of God, then we have been given tools for the battle that we can take up and that we can wield successfully because we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Christ already secured the victory at the cross. And we fight from that place of victory. So truth the first battle-hardened weapon you go on the next slide next Paul says first the belt of truth and then the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate probably chain mail or some type of metal thing um, keeps the chest keeps the vital organs safe you don't want an arrow or a sword or a spear ripping through your chest that's what Paul believes that's what righteousness does for us now we have to understand this thing about righteousness because it's a righteousness not of our own it's not this self-absorbed I'm going to behave my way into righteousness this is the righteousness that only comes by faith in Jesus It's the righteousness that we have been given because of our faith. It's freely given to those who put their faith in Jesus as both Savior, easy, everyone loves a good saving, and Lord. That means that we will submit to our Lord's word. Paul would describe when, when when this righteousness came upon him, he described it this way, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which comes through faith in christ the righteousness from god that depends on faith Do you see how that when that righteousness has sunk into paul's chest that everything around him all the material things were just rubbish to him something changed the righteousness of christ began to work itself out manifest itself in his in his life these are the weapons that we have. First, truth and righteousness. And this, this righteousness is God's size. It's big. It's not mine. It's more righteousness than, than I, could, I could ever imagine. Like, we are... You can't be a little righteous. I mean, you can, but that's not true. You can't be just, a, you know, I'm a little bit... Either you are or you're not. And in Christ, we are. Not a little, complete, like righteous. Now, don't get all filled up with yourself because it's not about you. And as soon as you think it's about your righteousness, you have fallen into the unrighteous category. It's the righteousness of Christ that we have. It produces in us righteous character. It produces in us righteous living. Calvin would say the, the devout and holy life, this, this righteousness kind of builds up in us. And it's secure. And in it, that righteousness, we have power. And we have light and we have authority that we can wield in the physical. That righteousness, when you understand, when you I, I I was I was couldn't fall asleep last night, so I got up and, and I was going through my notes and I was kind of just reading the scripture verses. And I was and, and I was just thinking, My my goodness, like I don't understand this righteousness. Like, I, I don't understand just how righteous I really am because of Christ. Like, if I understood that, and I put, I let that righteousness sink into my chest, into my heart, if I let that righteousness in, then any arrow that the enemy is going to throw at me is going to bounce off my chest and fall to the ground. And yet, I take shots to the chest all the time. Because I don't under, fully understand just how righteous God sees when God looks at me, he sees Christ. Me. I got tattoos. I got a pass. I got a guy over here that can tell you stories. He's got know he's got a gag order. Signed and everything, man. Me, I'm righteous. You are righteous. But you have no idea how righteous you are because you'd be living differently. I would be living differently if I understood it. And it's not right, man. You will, you will change the, you will change the spiritual atmosphere of, of rooms, of, of your home, of your office, of your school, of your family, of your friends. I mean, this is, this is something that goes beyond our understanding, and yet God calls us to live and to move and to act in it. Righteousness, Woo. cause you see, we don't fight against flesh and blood, and so with the truth that tells me by faith I can have the righteousness of God and by faith I've received this righteousness then my life should make a difference I love the way Paul kind of fleshes it out He should write more books can you go to the next slide no. this is for we think about this it, for you you are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. That means that that that, 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 that there's this thing about you. It doesn't matter who is around you. Those who are open to hear the gospel or those who, who want to kill you because of the gospel, you are still, you have this aroma. You have this thing about you. It's a Holy Spirit thing. It's the truth. It's righteousness, not of our own, but of Christ's. And it continues to say... Uh, a fragrance from death to death, meaning, man, you, you call it out. Hey, uh, that's that's not okay. God's word, the truth says this, and, and it's not to hamper you. It's not to make you miserable. It's not to it's not to kick you down. It's to build you up. And even though it might look restrictive and and, and like I can't and I want to, but it, it it's 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 life giving and it's freeing. And then yet we are the aroma to those who are going uh, life from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? I'm not, but the spirit in me is. You're not, but the spirit in you, that is in you, that is living in you, is. There's where your aroma comes from. I don't wanna take anything for granted. Sometimes I do, and, and it's been pointed out to me over the years, so I have a question and I want you to quietly answer it. Do you have the righteousness that comes from faith in Jesus? Have you made that commitment? Jesus, you are my Savior. Jesus, you are my Lord. Because without that, we got nothing. Without it, we've got nothing. We will lose the battle. The righteousness of God is by faith and faith alone. that faith can't stay hidden. It's got got to burst at the seams. And that righteousness needs to manifest in us. So we look different. So we're an aroma, like, like we 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 live differently, we speak differently, we we our joy is different, our happiness is different, even our sadness is different, our even our funk is a little different because the spirit of God is living, because first we have truth and we have righteousness because of the truth. And so when we say and we, when we say to someone, no, that's not okay. We do that from a place of love. We do that from a place of wanting them to know the truth so they can possess the righteousness to eternal life. That should be where we're coming from. And so the enemy isn't them, that person, that party, that ideology. The enemy is in the spiritual realm, manifesting in our physical. And so our spiritual, our spiritual weapons Then need to manifest in the physical. We fight darkness with light, we fight lies with truth. I'll be honest, and usually when people say I'll be honest, that means they're lying, but I'm really honest. I got nothing as a man, as a pastor, In fact, I would go as far as to say this. The things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And then the things that I want to do, they always seem to to evade me. What a dreadful man I am. Don't feel bad for me. Don't feel sorry. Because the scripture says you're in the same boat as I am. Yeah. (laughs) But for God, but for God, but for God, sending his son, Jesus Christ into the world to die for my sin, for the sin of the world and to redeem everything back to the father, but for God, but for God, all, all I have to do is say, yes, yes, Jesus, yes. And then the the despicable man in me is changed. There's a new creature, a new creation. Same with you. You've been changed. By faith, by faith, I am a son of righteousness. By faith, you are sons and daughters of righteousness you can't be anything else no matter what that little uh, recording in your head is telling you, you can't be anything else but the righteousness of Christ by faith and that's why it is so important I don't want to take anything for granted, man if, if, if you haven't given your life to Christ um, come pray with us because it's too important, it's way too important because we're, we're, we're losing ground. And I'm tired of losing ground. I'm tired of, I'm tired of being a little bit um, nervous about speaking out the truth of God. Not my truth, not my opinion, but God's truth. You don't have to offend anyone. The word of God will do the offending all by itself. Don't be a jerk. Be righteous. Say God, what is? what is it you want? But for God, I put on the belts of truth for war. by faith He has sent us His Son that so we can have eternal life. But we got some work to do here stand firm having done all put on the full armor of god put on this book these words get into it dust it off find it I'm not talking about reading the daily bread before you bounce out to work in the morning. No, I'm talking about God's truth for yourself. Allow the Spirit to give you wisdom and you revelation. Ben prayed it this morning. Wisdom and revelation, a new revelation. Ask God every morning from his word, show me something new that I can push back darkness and fight the lie with your truth. We. We win, we've won, and now we fight for, We fight from victory. We're, we're, we're clean up, we're batting clean up, and we want to take as many people with us into the light. Darkness will not prevail. We have truth and we have righteousness. Next week we're going to add a couple more things to that uh, arsenal. And so, Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you care. You, you just care about all the little things in our life. All of the, 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 just the minutia, the things that nobody knows, the things that we worry about when the lights go off, the things that the things that just won't shut up. Father, you care about each and every one of those things. And us. thank you for that. Now sanctify us. Truth. For, Father, your word is truth we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you guys, and we'll see you next week. God willing.